You're listening to the Empowering Process Podcast with your host, Gail Kraft. Listen as she holds frank discussions around how your purpose, being present, and trusting your power impacts your life. Whether you're an entrepreneur, leader, or developing your vision, you'll find wisdom and insights you can utilize right now. Welcome your host, Gail Kraft. Go. Hello, everybody. Gail Kraft here from the Empowering Process podcast. And I have with me a fellow coach, um, a fellow visionary, and it's Nick Chilte. Nope, I say your last name wrong every time. Nick? Coits. And yes, everyone does, but you got close. Okay. So Nick, he's a strategic mindset coach, and he and I are going to talk today about forgiveness. Welcome, Nick. Thank you for joining Thank us. You. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, my goodness. And this is our second shot. The first shot was yes. an amazing interview, but terrible connection. So we want to be sure you hear every word that Nick has to share with us about forgiveness. And um, I, I do want to start off with, um, from my perspective, mm. I believe that in, forgiveness is probably the wrong word. And here's why. I can honestly say that I may understand the motivation of a rapist, but I don't necessarily want to forgive a rapist. I totally understand how much pain a serial killer is in, but that doesn't mean I forgive, right? So I understand. Um, So there's understanding is a piece Mm -hmm. of it. And then not allowing that event, that person to have any control over my emotions. Absolutely. That's not necessarily forgiving. That is leaving it where it is and me moving on. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. You oh, know, good. Yes. Your, your example is perfect. I mean, it's, it's tough. I mean, that's, that's a tough example. Um, when I look at forgiveness, I've been struggling with this my whole life being uh one being adopted um that raised a ton of problems for me growing up just trying to find out who I was and right. you know a- asking questions and trying to answer them to the best of your ability with the information you have um can lead to some issues if you don't have any information right. so for me um forgiveness is always a tough pill to swallow I'm I'm by nature someone who does right by others and by nature, I feel if you don't do right by me, it's time for me to move on from you. Um, I always struggle with forgiving because I don't feel like if you have control over your actions, you, you have control over what you do to me. And if you choose to do something, that's a conscious choice that you made right. to hurt me or, or whatever. And I, I always struggle with that. But what I found um, was actually very interesting. And actually, it took um, me listening to my pastor to kind of put it in perspective for me, um, holding on to anger and, and unforgivingness is, is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. You know, and I've heard that, that analogy so many times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's this Italian world word called agita. Agita. Ah, yes. Agita. Agita. Imagine acid burning in your stomach, right? Yeah. 
So, so that feeling of, of when you're feeling that stress, you're burning a hole in your stomach. So with that word in mind, when my son was first learning to drive or first driving, he was a young driver. Um, he got cut off, you know, and he started with, right. Oh yeah. And I, and I looked at him and I said, you know, what's really interesting here. And he said, what? I said, the person that just cut you off is going on their merry way. Yep. And you're allowing Ajita to take control of your life. What's the point of that? Absolutely. I mean, that's another great example. Not quite up there with your first example, (laughs) but living in Philadelphia is not too far behind. (laughs) uh, That's a great example. I I really think it comes down to emotional responsibility. You know, you have to take back your emotional responsibility. Don't give it to other people because then you give them control over your mental state, your emotional state. Um, Take it back. And listen, you don't have to, quote unquote, forgive but you can move on from things. Let the past be the past and focus on the future and the next thing, because otherwise it's in your head. And once someone or something gets in your head, they have control over it and you surrender that. So it's really about taking your power back. Like you said, Ajita, taking your power back, you control the situations, you control your emotions. And evidently it's, you know, once you do that, you can take the next step and move on. So I'd like to to, um, unpack the word control. Yes. Oh, right. yeah, that's a good okay. Yes, okay. Because, because um, most people, when you say that yes. means I have to bury it. I have to push it down. I can't let it control me. Right. Yeah. Um, and here's what I've been doing lately. And I would say when I say lately, the last half a year. So this, this past year, and, and I, and I kind of like, what I'm doing. So any emotion that you have from my perspective is, is we've got these little folders of experiences we've had. So, okay. So the car cuts you off. So I'm angry, angry, angry. Okay. Angry is in this folder. Okay. So in the past, when something like this happened and I felt angry, this is what I did. So let me pull that out. Yep. And this is what I'm going to do. So now you're responding not only to the event, but you're bringing all the history of past events forward, right? And that's why it feels stronger and stronger and stronger until you blow. Um, So I say to my clients and to myself, what are you feeling? Don't name it. Don't Mm -hmm. label it. I want you to describe it. So let's take the Ajita thing. I'm feeling a knot in my stomach. Okay, that knot in your stomach, describe it to me. It feels like acid. Okay, if you could look at that, if you could take it out, right? And we go through a whole process. Absolutely. And and we don't name it and we can resolve the moment, but we experience the moment in order to resolve the moment. Absolutely. Experiencing your emotions is key. You can't run from them. You can't hide from them. You can't, that creates anxiety. It creates depression. It creates all kinds of things that you can quote unquote control, but, you but, but living in the moment and experiencing it, taking it in and then letting it go. This too shall pass. You know, you're having a great day. Well, this too shall pass. You're having right? a bad day. This too shall pass, but it's a positive and negative. You take it, you experience it, you take it in, you breathe it in. And you move on. 
Right. So, so um, as you know, Nick, I'm also a motivational speaker. Yes. And um, very good one at that. Yeah. Thank you. I I I do have fun with what I do, and <laughs> and I do get people going. Um, and one of the things that um, that I see and also do as a motivational speaker is to get people their emotions going. Right. And one of the pillars of my keynotes is around your emotional state. I call it EI, emotional intelligence, but it is really is your state. Absolutely. Right. And that is just an illusion. Okay. Let's talk about illusion. right i'm with you yes right i'm feeling this don't tell me this is an illusion gail i'm angry don't tell me this is an illusion i have ulcers i have cancer i have blah blah don't tell me it's an illusion um it is (laughs) it 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 really is in in the manner that our actions that we take and the choices that we make have created the experience that we have in this minute, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And so, well, what did I do to deserve Lyme disease? What did I do to deserve cancer? Well, if you look at it again from other motivational speakers' perspective, and I kind of agree, that we have chosen to come here for the experience. Our soul has chosen this very experience And when we talk about experience, you cannot have an experience without having contrast. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. That's what it means to be human. Right. The universal law of polarity says. Yes. Cannot have light without dark. You cannot compare. You need contrast. That means the good with the bad. So what does that mean when it comes to forgiveness? What do you think, Nick? it's part of it. I mean, you, if you forgive or you're not experiencing the negative and you have to experience part of that, the good and the bad, the ups and the downs, it's all part of life. Um, it's not for you to say, okay, this person, um, I'm forgiving them for what they feel. I'm forgiving them for what they did. No, if you experience it, you take it in as part of what you went through in life. You have to embrace it. Um, you have to experience it. You have to feel it. Um, it has to be part of you. And, and, and you have to then let it go and move on. Um, but it's all part of your experience. Right, right. And so one of the other things that I've heard, and again, agree with, but this is things I've heard, is that we're also here to play and have joy. Absolutely, yes. Okay. Yeah. And so if you, if you look at that, you know, one of the things you and I met at a, a mastermind group. Right. And one of the things that came out of that for me that I totally buy into and I love is the word experiment. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. It's, it's no better way to describe life for me. Right. Um, it's an experiment. Absolutely. Right. So, so we're in a Petri dish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A very and large Petri dish. A very absolutely. large Petri dish. Um, and, and if we are experimenting, then we try something and it fails. So what? We try again. We or go check different. to see what happens. Right? So go look at it, take an experience from it, learn from it, move on. And the next step will be different and possibly a little bit better, but you might fail again. 
and that's okay. Right, right. Um, one of the things that Abraham Hicks says is that in this contrast, if you have an experience that you absolutely don't like, that means you absolutely know what you do like. Yes. Yes. So move on to it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's the uh, it's a way of growth, and when you embrace growth um, and put things kind of in perspective, the bigger petri dish picture, uh, <laughs> things become a lot simpler. Um, it it really does. Things slow down. Things become a lot simpler. You're able to to enjoy life, and that's something I experienced just by saying, "I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to put." my time, energy, effort into worrying about someone else's emotional state or mental state that I can't control. You know, it is what it is. You did what you did. You had your reasons and I choose to move on. I don't want to hear what the reasons are. I don't. So forgiveness is a, a tricky word. It is, because, but it really is, is you forgive others, not because they deserve forgiveness. It's not condoning what they do. No, but you deserve peace. You right. deserve to be at ease with life and to right? move on. So it's, it's really forgiving yourself. It, it is, right? Um, you said something about life, time slows down. Yes. Right? Because we're not putting ourselves into chaos or overwhelm, right? We're, we're not turning the wheel over and over and over and over again. That doesn't even matter. Right. Right. I think the biggest thing is we're not allowing past experiences to haunt us. We're letting them go. If you fail miserably, you hold on to that pain from failure, that anxiety from failure, not wanting to have it again, not wanting to experience it again. But when you let that go, learn from you. Hey, everything's a learning experience. You can find a positive in anything. It's just about where your mindset is. Yeah. And, and, and I, I wouldn't say always a positive, you know, my earlier um, examples that, you know, there's not, there's not a positive in a mass shooting. There's not a positive um, in a rape, but there is a lesson and there is a gift. There is. Yeah. You know, um, I have some friends who are um, very much into, they, they release ghosts, they see ghosts and they help them move on. Whether you believe that me or not doesn't matter. This is what they do. Right. right. And they believe it's therefore it is. And the last major shooting, they went to help the children move on. Right. And um, there are stories about the children wanting to give mommy one last kiss or wanting to say goodbye and, and them assuring them that they're OK, that they'll move on. Um, it was heartbreaking. But also they saw the shooter. And that all they saw, the, the person who shared this information with me said, I've never seen anything like that in my life. It wasn't a soul, right? So something took over this child, mm-hmm. right? The, and a lot of my coworkers, my, my cohorts, my peers call it, you know, the, um, it, living in the dark, right? Yeah. Their, their, their time in the dark. And I do work with clients around the dark side, because again, the universal law of polarity, if you bury that, it grows. Absolutely. Right. And so we have a child that was looking for the light and no one showed this child 
where to find it. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and that is the type of work you do, Nick. That's the type of work I do. You know, we call it this word that I don't use anymore because it's, it's um, watered down and abused this word coach. Um, there are oh, so yeah. many people who call themselves that and they, and therefore I do not. Um, right. But we work with people to help them find their balance, right? They're there today, they're now, right? right? So, so talk to me about how you use forgiveness um, with your clients and in your life. For, for me, what well, my life is, is my biggest sample size of the experiment. Um, you know, I, for me, it, it, I use forgiveness as a way to try to control um, how my life would end up, you know, so, so I did not forgive much. I really felt like I had to make sure that people or things knew that this is who I was, this is what I stood for, this is where, where my line in the sand was. Um, and anyone that crossed that, I would kind of be done with. Um, and what mm -hmm. I kind of learned is that that's not my responsibility. I need to take care of myself and figure out what's best for me and my family. Um, and outside of that, I need to let those things go. I need to handle those things in a different way altogether that doesn't bring me stress, frustration, or anger. And the only way to do that is to deal with at least for me, was to deal with my emotions on the issue at hand right then and there. Just stop, pause, reflect, and, and really analyze what emotion I'm going through and why, why this is meaning so much to me, why this is kind of hurting me, or why am I feeling this way towards, and deal with that right then and there. And I, for me, what I do is I do facts and feelings. I may just make a list. What are the facts of this? And what are the feelings of those facts? And then I kind of nice. break it down that way to kind of break it down to the smallest point of frustration, then deal with that. Just deal with facts. I don't want to deal with emotions and feelings and assumptions. Um, I really tell my clients a lot that, and it's a strong statement and I get pushback and I, I love push. I love to give them the take. You know, nothing in this world has any meaning except what we give to it. Yes. Yes. Simple as and once once you embrace that, it's hard. It's very hard. Well, that's uh, if that's you why embrace it. You said the why. You, you're searching. So why is this important to me? And that's exactly. the the dark side work that I do, is about you have this emotion, the the dark side of the emotion. It is right. telling you something is not cool. What is it telling you? Yeah. Right. You mm -hmm. also mentioned a line in the sand. I call it boundaries. Right. Absolutely right? Healthy boundaries and not letting people cross boundaries is a healthy way to live, right? And then um, you're done with them. So uh, I love the fact that you said walk away. I will tell you, I come from a very large family. I'm associated to out of nine children, eight of us, um, two. Oh, wow. Right? Um, and I can't tell you, I have dozens, I mean, like dozens upon dozens upon dozens of nieces and nephews I'm connected to. Right. One. Oh, wow. Great niece. One. I mean, I'm a great, great aunt because I'm a, I'm a late baby. Okay. I had sisters who had children when I was born. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so how did that happen? 
you know, part of it happened because I had nothing in common with them to begin with, you know, 20 right. years difference is huge. Yeah. Right. Um, and part of it was when I finally started owning who I am and what's important to me, I started to see what wasn't cool with me. And, you know, walking away from a sister-in-law who was my best friend and, you know, calling her out on her shit is saying, listen, honey, you, you, you know, you're this, you're this and this and that. I can't have that in my life. And here's the examples, the evidence that that is true. Right. Right. Um, And then getting my car and driving away. This was five or six years ago. And we haven't really spoken since. Because it's not cool with me. You know, some of the, some of the things that I used to do and, and, you know, ladies and gentlemen who are listening specifically ladies who take on and own responsibility. That's not yours just to keep peace in the family. That was me. Yep, I hear you. That was me. I had ulcers at 12. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How much of that family shit was, I'm sorry, I shouldn't be saying that word because it's going to have to be bleeped out on the radio. <laughs> but how much of that stuff are we going to hang on to right. to destroy our bodies before we realize? Absolutely. And that's part of forgiveness. I still love my family. Don't get me wrong. I still honor the experiences I've had with my family and the lessons I've learned. But the toxicity that resides within their walls is not allowed in my life anymore. Yeah, it's- you have. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's you know you, you have to stand guard at your mind, at the door of your mind, because it's so important. The things you let in, no matter how small. Mm-hmm. If you're not focused on where you want to be, they can derail you so quickly. They can poison your well so quickly. Um, and even small things like a choice a family member made or a large thing, um, you know, you, you have to be able to accept what happened. And then, like you said, you make a decision that's best for you. exactly it's only one you and you have to live with that person for the rest of your life so you might want to do right by them oh yes there was a time when I didn't like like me so so here's a a this is a vague statistics I would have to look it up to get the exact Mm -hmm. numbers of the millions of thoughts that we have in a day 90 percent of them are the same thoughts we had yesterday and 80% of that are negative thoughts. Yeah, I can believe that. Absolutely. Right? Right? Mm-hmm. And so if you can catch yourself, one of the exercises I give my clients is just take one negative thought when you wake up because we wake up and what's the first thing we do? We don't meditate, guys. The first thing we do is like, ah, crap, I have to go to work. Yeah. Or whatever. Whatever negative thought you become aware of, just one, turn it around. Mm-hmm. right where's the evidence that that is true you talked about evidence right yes right where is the evidence that this is true and and how can you erase that from your reality it takes a, a lot of work it Absolutely. takes a lot of work especially um the deep-rooted ones right but to wake up 
you know, I do meditate when I wake up in the morning. I do, you know, talk to the gods, if you will, when I wake up in the morning, because I recognized in the past those thoughts that were not serving me. And now I wake up and sometimes, you know, I'll get into a rut and I'll, and I'll stop and say, now, listen, by the way, I call my subconscious George. That's great. Yeah. Listen, George, this is not the conversation I want to be having right now. Here's what I'd rather the conversation be. If you don't mind, Mm -hmm. just let that go. And your subconscious will go, I, I, Captain, okay, let it go. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. That's, that's great. I'm glad you said that because you really, there is a misconception that you work for your mind and it's really the other way around. And as soon as you reverse it, and do what you did, give a name, own it, talk to it. It works for you. Yeah, it, you know, it, it can do what, what amazing things. As soon as you embrace it, it works for you. You have the power to change how you feel at any given moment. At you any really given do. moment. One of the other, um, so I, I mentioned that I did um, a symposium last right. week. And one of the exercises that I did in the symposium is a physical state change. Right. Right. So we we talk about that. That's your state, right? Your your negative state. And if you notice, I just went down when you're Mm -hmm. in a negative state, your body is your shoulders are forward. Your back is arched. Your head is down. You're not breathing well. Put your shoulders back. Stand up straight and tall. Breathe in deep. Hold your shoulder. You cannot be negative. You cannot be crying. You cannot be angry. If you stand in a positive, powerful state. And so your body will change your mind. There's a chemical change that goes on that will switch that around. Yeah. The changing of physiology is amazing. It's, you know, you do the, it's hard to do sometimes. Oh yes. You're, you're, you fight. Put your arms on your hips and do the Superman pose and, and, and you just, it looks ridiculous, right? But it works. It works. <laughs> it, right? it really does. There's no other, there's, there's nothing else I can say about that, but wow, because the simplest things notice when you said that you naturally hunched over. Um, but even when you just sit back and put your arms back and just kind of, you know, force a smile on your face, think something crazy, something goofy. I love having fun with my clients. So sing a song that you know you can't sing. <laughs> and, and naturally you, you have fun with it. Right. But yeah, absolutely. You can at any point change your state at any point. Right. And so, once you so, have that, it's amazing. And that gets back to forgiveness, right? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So, so when I talk about forgiveness, I'm saying you don't have permission to take my joy. You didn't give it to me. You don't have the power to take it away. Right, right. And so you might might have have taken something from me. Right. If I can learn how to let go of that something, the meaning that I put to that something, then I can still find joy in my life. Absolutely. And leave you with your misery and the fact that you failed in your attempt yeah. to get my joy and my attention. And there's something that's, that's, you know, satisfying about that too. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of a nice revenge, yeah. right? Good job failing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I mean, it actually, it absolutely is. You, when you feel comfortable, 
you know, owning yourself, the power you feel is saying, okay, you know, three years ago, that would have been a huge issue. I would have really been upset, angry, you know, devastated, depressed, you know, anxious, whatever. But now it's water off a duck's back. It just rolls right off. And it's, no. it's, I love tools. Tools are amazing. When you have tools that you can apply in any situation, it's, it's, it's so amazing. So like this state, changing your state, that's a tool that clients or anyone, anyone listening can use at any point in time. Right. You're feeling down, change your state, stand up, put your hands on your hips, put your shoulders back, make a funny face in the mirror, you know, whatever it is, changing your state is a, is a powerful tool that you can use at, at the drop of a hat. I have a, a, had a client who, um, her and I created Wonder Woman. So I'll, I'll share this. And this is like one of my first, it's, she's not my first client, but definitely the first five years, right? And some of the tools that I come up with, Nick, I have no idea where the idea comes from or why. I just listened to, okay, I'll, I'll do that. And she was a person who came to me feeling invisible, feeling unseen, feeling unheard, and wanting to walk away from work, her children, and her marriage because she was that invisible. And I said, well, we fix what's going on first, and then we can talk about change. But let's fix what's going on first and then see if you even want to change after that. Yep. So um, work. How do you enter work and have a different energy than you normally do. This is a woman at the time from New England, so very puritanical perspective on life. And I told her to go to Victoria's Secret and buy the nastiest thing she's willing to wear under her clothes when she goes to work. She was appalled, (laughs) but she did it. Two weeks later, she sent me an email my boss wants me to help him build his next empire from invisible to being asked to build the next empire. What happened? She changed her state. Absolutely. Right. Because she had this little secret. She was very uncomfortable. No one knew what changed with her. No one knew what was going on, but she walked into that office probably feeling terrible but nasty (laughs) right absolutely so you know (laughs) that's great whatever your wonder woman or wonder man or you know superman outfit is find it yeah right find it because you know it's a state that you you can just get into and she can now just imagine it she doesn't still have that outfit of course not Right. But she's been so successful ever since. And no, she didn't end her marriage. Yes, she's still with her family and they're very happy. There were a lot. There was a lot more work that went on after that. But just getting her to believe in herself was my first step. Absolutely. Right. That's the big that's the biggest thing. It may seem simple, but that is where everything else stems from. Right. If you don't believe in yourself, you give that power to other people. Right. You know, they're going to play off what they feel. Like you said, they walk, you walk in a room feeling different. People notice you walk in a room, hating yourself. People know that comes out too. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And, um, and if you're someone who has that energy, the power of forgiveness, um, there's power in that. 
Absolutely. Right. Because you own you and people are afraid of that. And you're yeah, less yeah, likely, you're right. right. You're less likely. No, to, you're great. Yeah. 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 It's they don't understand I, it. I, they, they can't, they don't know what it is. Right. Um, but it's something I, I told a client I worked with is, and they were having trouble with people kind of, kind of being the doormat at work. Um, and I, I just told her there's something that I do is like teach people how to treat you. They don't know how to treat you. They don't know what works for you. They don't know what you accept, what you won't accept, where your lines are, where your healthy boundaries are. Teach them. Right. Absolutely. Oh, One step teach yourself time. first what they are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, yeah, absolutely. You understand <laughs> what it is that you don't want, what you do want. You go through a whole process, but then you implement that process of, of literally teaching other people what you will and what you will not stand for. Right. Not in a, not in a, in a, in an aggressive manner, just little simple things. You know, his biggest thing was responding, feeling like he had to respond to emails at all hours of the night. It just, just feeling like that's what was expected because he's always did it. So people always wanted a response. So something little like just changing and putting on an out of office email right. as soon as you leave out. I'm, you're teaching them how to treat you. They will learn to not send you emails after certain hours. Right. If your uh, if your response things. says thank you for your email, I will get to you as soon as I can when I return to the office on Monday. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So so it's in life, you know, teach people how to treat you. It's just in general. Yeah. You don't have you don't have to forgive by by saying, hey, you know, that's fine and good that you did that. I'm okay with it. No, but teach them how to treat you. Honestly, that's the most important person I love in, it. in the equation. I love it. Oh my God, Nick, this is a fantastic. So um, I've got here facts or feelings. I think that's what I'm going to call this. Facts or feelings. I, or Petri uh, dish. Or Petri dish. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm so happy that our first recording didn't come out all that great because uh, yeah. this is an amazing conversation, right? Man, I, yes, I love it. Fail, first attempt in learning. Yeah. <laughs> F-A-I-L. So we failed once to get to a second opportunity to have a great conversation. I appreciate it. Fantastic. So, so Nick, um, you're a mindset coach and you um, actually accept people exactly where they are. You leave your ego and you are there for them. You show up. Um, and you help people basically flip their mindset. The name of your company is Flipping Reality. How can people get in touch with you? Yes. Uh, so the easiest way is just go to the website, flippingreality.com. Um, and, and that's the easiest way to reach me. Just send a message. I'll get back to you immediately. As I'll teach you how to treat me, though, because I don't, don't send me messages at midnight. But, <laughs> no, I love, I love having conversations with people just about their interest in coaching. Um, so yeah, I'm, the website is the easiest way, flippingreality.com. Um, and I, look, I, I, I want to meet you exactly how you are. It's a judgment-free zone. I, I've learned not to judge and it's the most amazing thing ever. Fantastic. And I'll have the information in the notes so people can great, grab great. them. And thank you everybody for listening. This is Gail Craft from the Empowering Process podcast. And if something interested you here, maybe piqued a question, do leave the question and maybe Nick and I will get back together and answer it. If you know somebody who maybe could learn from this or get some information, share it out. Always, always, always like it, subscribe so that you know about more coming your way. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye, Nick. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Empowering Process Podcast. Be sure to visit Gail at gailcraft.com to learn more about how she serves thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and goal seekers. 
And remember, if you like this broadcast, be sure to share and subscribe so you don't miss an episode.